Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, and thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing. Good to be with you. Uh, Billy, how are you? <laughs> D- did you just do a me? Were you talking to the audience at first, and then you remembered you had to talk to me? No. Nah. Oh, it sounded like it. <laughs> I'm not thinking of much. I've just I've just come from a wine tasting, <laughs> and if it's... If, if at any point it sounds like I'm kind of lubricated, it's because I am. Don't use the word lubricated, mate. You love it. It doesn't sound good. You do, the last thing you want to be is lubricated. I mean, not while we're well, recording, at least. I don't know what to tell you, mate. <laughs> My best friend in all the world just released his wine and we were trying it. I don't remember releasing a wine. <laughs> <laughs> How hurtful can you be? Look, he's a good bloke, but he's not the B-Dizzle. Just wanted to get that in there. All right. but what? I'm also drinking now. (laughs) I just had a ruby, coincidentally. But what are we talking about tonight? Toy Story 4. That's right. The fourth one. Because Pixar can't help themselves. (laughs) That's right. It is the fourth installment, as you know, you can guess from the name Toy Story 4, and it's directed by Josh Cooley in his feature directorial debut from a screenplay by Andrew Stanton, who we all know I love from John Carter, (laughs) 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 and Stephanie Folsom, who also conceived the story alongside John Lasseter, who, of course, directed the first two. And who now we don't. Speak of. We do, yeah, yeah. He's like Voldemort now. Uh, and the film, of course, stars Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Annie Potts, Tony Hale, Keegan Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Madeline McCraw, Christina Hendricks, Keanu Reeves, Ali Mackey, Jay Hernandez, Laurie Allen, and Joan Cusack. Lots of toys. All right, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Tell us about your viewing, mate. My viewing, um, mostly adults, as I expect the first couple of weeks will be, as all the millennials round out their life up until this point with Toy Story films. And then then the kids can come in and watch. Until then, fuck off. <laughs> this is the adult movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. This is 24 years after the first one. So, like, people have, like, our, but, you know, but probably between our age and maybe five to ten years younger than us, this film is really made for, like, our generation, really. The film follows this, you know, the, the brilliant business model that Pixar have set up for themselves, whereby their films entertain kids, but really what they do is wreck adults. Yes. And I think really, in my head, Pixar employees just hang in the back of movie theatres, giggling with delight, watching adults cry. I think that's actually, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, they're like the filmmaker equivalent of dentists. Like, their, yeah, yeah. their primary joy in life comes from making you suffer. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, so, I, I did see this with a kid. I saw this with my five-year-old who absolutely loved it. And like you were saying, I think that's that's the joy of these films that Pixar and Disney make is that they, are, they, are, they have such broad appeal. They can be enjoyed by- Anybody, whether you take a kid or whether you go on your own because you're a fan of the first one from 25 years ago, it doesn't really matter. It must afford them just this insane amount of creative freedom where there's this inbuilt thing where, okay, 
we know this is going to make money. Like, it's just this thing can't actually can't fail. So now we get to just do what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It must be awesome. Yeah. Look, and I mean, let's let's cut straight to the chase. I really, really liked this movie and I was hesitant. Look, like from the first couple of trailers I'd seen, I thought it looked really bad and like a cash grab. But actually seeing the film, I was a really big fan and it holds its place amongst the other three in this franchise, I think. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that psyched, not because I didn't think it'd be good. I was like, I mean, these people are too good at their jobs. Like this it just will be good. Yeah. But yeah. the film like Forky, like, why is it here? Yes. What's what's its purpose? <laughs> yeah. Like, did we need Toy Story 4 in our lives? No, we did not. No. Toy Story 3 ended beautifully, and even it wasn't required. Yes. Like, Toy Story 3 is basically Toy Story 2, but with with just a bit more adults crying at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And this, again, is much of the same. Like, let's face it, they haven't changed the- the the formula of the story of these films all four films is a toy going to rescue another toy that's what it always is it's usually either buzz or woody going to rescue the other this throws a third one into the mix but like formula wise this is virtually the same as as three two and even one right up to and including woody being a selfish bastard most of the time yeah yeah do you remember a little while back i was i was watching toy story at home and I'm pretty sure I messaged you because I think it had been a while since I'd watched the original. And I had it on and, I'm, and I'm, I think I messaged you going, dude, Woody's a dick. <laughs> Woody is a dick. In the original Toy Story, he's horrible. Yeah, he is. And in this film, like, he's still like, he can't deal with Bonnie playing with someone else. She's going to, she's going to kindergarten. I'm going to kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Move on, Woody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And that's why what I really liked about this one is that this is Woody's film and Woody's story. Like, this actually surprisingly doesn't even have as much buzz in it as I was hoping. And I, I, I really like what we lack did of get. Buzz. Yeah, but like Buzz's whole stuff with like his inner voice, I thought was some really great comic relief. Like the, like, the movie was very well constructed. But it is Woody's journey and it closes Woody's story as well. Like this is, they're saying that this is the last one and this ends the story. And to an extent it does, but I could definitely see them. Can, like there's no end to stories they could do in this universe. One thing that does evolve film to film is, of course, just the filmmaking technology. Yes. And Toy Story 4, my God. Goodness, that's a good-looking film, isn't this, it? Yeah, yeah. I have a bit of an animation fetish, you might say. Like, I love animated films. And I keep a list of, like, what I think are the most beautifully animated films. This is so far up there, especially as far as CG animated films go. This is absolutely breathtaking to look at, which- <laughs> It kind of conflicts me because, you know, we've spoken in the past never really about animated films, but we've spoken about films that kind of go for this look that they that doesn't really match the film itself. And in some ways, that's kind of how I feel about this. Not that it doesn't match the film, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like another Toy Story film just because it looks so far above those. <laughs> And, like, I get it, technology changes, but in some ways I would have liked for them to kind of save some of the special visual stuff they're doing here for another film and kind of keep this a little bit more like the previous ones. 
Because things like the bokeh in the film and the depth of field, like they're things that we haven't really seen in CG animated films to this extent, but they are really prominent here. Yeah, like early on in the film where we get the flashback of Bo Peep being taken away and after she's left in the car, there's that shot of Woody on the ground in the rain, which like it's, you know, I think of things like the shootout in the rain in Road to Perdition. And this sounds stupid, but it's th- it looks that good. Yes, it does. Yeah. It is stunning. Yeah. And there are several things like that later on um, in the antique shot when we meet the cat. And you could swear that that's a live action cat composited into this animation. Live action like The Lion King. (laughs) And in some ways, I kind of feel like that's to the film's detriment. Like, you think back to the first Toy Story where we had Sid's dog. The dog. And that's a much more cartoony, stylized dog. Whereas here, the cat is so realistic that it, it kind of looks out of place in this universe. So, as much as the animation is as incredible as it is, I do kind of wish they had paired back slightly. Speaking of the, the antique shop, I was doing doing a little bit of reading after seeing the film. The level of Pixar universe that they've inserted into that antique shop yep. is insane. Yeah, I saw a headline about this but didn't actually read anything. Oh, at like for, for fans of, of Pixar films, so humans, <laughs> yeah. um, the amount of times you I think that you'll be able to watch this film and, and in particular the antique shop and just spot little things from your favourite Pixar films. This thing, for that reason alone, you'll be able to watch this film endlessly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, as I said, we we went with my daughter. Um, We actually went with both daughters, including our 10-month-old. She did not last the film. So, my poor wife had to leave, like, literally 10, 15 minutes into the film. But- we're all happy to go again because it was just so great. And my daughter, like my five-year-old cannot wait to see it again. It's like, because she's at that age where this stuff is magic. And you know what else she's really into at the moment, which is really fun? Grug. Oh, yes! <laughs> it was library day at school today and she brought home a Grug book and she and we read it and she just loved the crap out of it. And it's so fun when you're like forming this little human and you get to relive those things. <laughs> Dude, I've got like the whole collection on my bookshelf. I told her that was the first thing I said. I said, you know who else really likes Grug? Uncle Topher. <laughs> Dealing with Okay, let, let's let's bring together children who are potentially fearful of things and the antique shop. Um, because we need to talk about Vincent and what he's doing <laughs> in a kid's film. Like Vincent and the other ventriloquist dolls yep. are scarier than new Chucky. Oh, they are so like, much scarier. They than are straight up nightmare material. Like they're horrifying, and they have no place in this or any other <laughs> film. Yeah, they are absolutely petrifying, and it's everything about that because they don't even talk, do they? That it really is just a bit of genius. You've got these ventriloquist dolls from hell, as which I can, you can leave off the from hell because they all are. Yeah. That can't speak. Just like, oh, well done, you. <laughs> well, it's it's just so clever. When I studied animation, one of the first things they taught you is that you don't animate something for no reason. If you're doing an animated film, it's because it's you've come up with an idea for a story that cannot work as live action. And so often these days, get that gets forgotten, I think. 
one thing animators do when they're coming up with a character is they look at what they're basing it off. You know, like famously when they were doing the Lion King, they looked at real live lion cubs. And that's why it's so great here that you can tell that they've thought about how a ventriloquist dummy works because like you said it can't talk which is genius but even the way it moves like because ventriloquist dummies don't have real legs like yep and that's just so the way it kind of shuffles along like it has a hand up its ass is so funny and yet oh, so well realized <laughs> yes. yes they are so well realized in a horrifying <laughs> terrifying way <laughs> we can't talk about the ventriloquist dolls without talking about gabby gabby How did you find her on a villain level? Gabby Gabby is fucking fantastic. I think she's one of the best villains because she's so- She's not really a villain. Like, you completely understand her motive. And by the end of the film, you feel so bad for her. And she is what they pull your heartstrings and make you cry about. Like, she was just so fantastically pulled off. That's right. Gabby's trying to live her best life and can't. Yeah. And- that's no reason to befriend a horror doll, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we know where she's coming from. And the voice work from Christina Hendricks as Gabby Gabby is so, so good. That that early on when when Woody's first run away from them and she just says so calmly and politely, stop him, please. It's so good. I mean, all the voice work, like- I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Hanks, but Woody is a character that he just really personifies. And by this one, it's great because he's so old. He sounds like a grizzled cowboy. Have you found anybody else yet for your I don't really rate Tom Hanks club? <laughs> no. Or it's still just it's still just you? No, I, I am the only one who doesn't like Tom Hanks, along with being the only person who doesn't like Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Indeed. But he he's just so great at Woody. And of course, of course, we get Bo Peep back. Yes. Who was a badass? Oh, amazing. When we first get her again, I was I've heard a few people say, Oh yeah, she reminded me of this or that. What I really thought of was when was Ray from The Force Awakens. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, like scavenging. Because like, yeah, she's scavenging. She's got the staff. She's got a little helper thing. Yeah. She's got a mobile. Yeah. And she just kicks ass. Yeah. I'm I was like, that. holy shit, Bo Peep is right. <laughs> At the end of this, she will probably have a lightsaber and I will fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, she was fantastic. And so obviously, we've got the other new character we need to talk about is Forky. Yes. I ended up loving Forky. And especially at the start- I thought I was going to hate Forky. So did I. I thought he was going to be the porg of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, just from the start when he's, you know, continually trying to get into the trash and he's like, you know, I am trash. And I'm like, it's so great that finally I feel representation up on the screen. Like- <laughs> I know. Forky is all of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was- He was absolutely- And I love Tony Hale, but I really thought that that character was going to get on my nerves. Isn't that just a genius bit of casting? Yeah. <laughs> Forky also gives us um, an opportunity for Randy Newman to sing about what's clearly happening on screen. <laughs> yeah, he's sticking to that, isn't he? He's actually gotten worse at that. Like, at least in the first one, it's, you know, it's a little bit abstract. This is very clearly like, Forky takes a step and he's in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, the lyrics are just like, I 
I know, Randy. I can see it <laughs> on screen. I don't need you to be singing. I'm not going to let you go in the bin. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, but you got to forgive Randy Newman because he's Randy Newman. You know, another thing to love about this film, 90 minutes. <laughs> Kids' films are just getting longer and longer. You think back to the first Toy Story. Yeah, that thing is quick. But you know what i got to say? I actually could have done with more of this because one thing, I was a little bit sad at the lack- You say of- that any time a film is over 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I was a little bit sad at the lack of other characters we we really got. You know, like, we don't really get much Jessie at all. Jessie kind of gets one moment where she jumps out and pops the tyres. Wallace Shawn, why is he here, really? He barely gets any lines as Rex. Mr. Potato Head barely makes a sound. Yeah, to be honest, I was completely okay with it. But I don't need any more from them. Like, I was more than happy to have Bo Peep back and being awesome. Because- you know what? Like we said at the beginning, I, like, I didn't feel like I needed this film. I don't need any more of Ham and Slinky in my life, to be honest. Like, I love those characters, but I've, you know what? I've got them. Yeah. I've had my fix. So I was not at all upset that we didn't dedicate that much screen time to them. That's fair. Like, the, the extended cast of the film, though, is phenomenal and maybe my favourite of all of it. I don't know if you, I didn't know this until after the film. But that trio of combat Carls that report to Bo Peep yep. is Carl Weathers. <laughs> of course it is. And that just made my year. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, can't, I can't separate Carl Weathers from Arrested Development anymore. <laughs> Every time I think of Carl Weathers, I just think of, you got yourself a stew going. <laughs> and of course, I mean, we need to talk about Key and Peel. Yes. It's something kind of quite out of the box for for a Toy Story film. Those little fantasy sequences oh, my that God. Ducky and Bunny have, which are just hysterical. They will laugh out loud. And especially because they keep happening. Like yeah. when they're first coming up with the idea and you see it once and, and you know, you think you're done laughing and then they keep throwing it up again with different names. It is. It was so funny. So good. So good. Apparently, so much of their stuff was just like they'd give them the bones of a script and be like, but if you guys could just, you <laughs> just know, be you guys in front of a microphone, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> which I sp- which makes it like if you've got Key and Peel, you would do that. Yeah. Why would you bother trying to write for them when anything they say is going to be funnier than anything you can write? <laughs> exactly. And then you've got maybe best on ground is the unicorn with his obsession of trying to get dad in jail, which just <laughs> killed me. And then when it like when it looks when like it happened, it's gonna happen, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Yes, that was so that was good. Great. So here's a question for you. We've said several times this episode that this film didn't need to be made. Yeah. What do you think came first? The idea to make a Toy Story 4 or the story of this film? I'm going to say the idea came first. Really? Because one thing that I really like is that this doesn't feel like a needless cash grab. As much as we didn't need this film, it feels like they had a story they wanted to tell and felt was worth telling. And that's why I'm really, really happy that 
that's how it played out because there's nothing worse than when you're really excited for a sequel and it's just oh there's there's absolutely no purpose for this to exist <laughs> and even though this didn't need to be made at least it tells a worthwhile story yeah see i'm completely convinced that they were just like let's make some more money okay how do we do this um but then happily they're just so good at their job that they can make it work yeah and then like along the line have just the sheer genius to throw in Stanley Kubrick references as well. <laughs> yeah. Like when when Buzz is going through his things, his little his inner voice, and it says "Open the pod bay doors." Oh my god! Yep. I just couldn't have been happier. I was so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> There's this other moment of just genius in the film where the film admits to Woody and the audience: not all kids are amazing. Get over it. Yeah. Bless this film. Now Woody can go, like, Woody's free now. He can be the guy who gets invited to first birthday parties and is like, why the fuck do I want to go to that? <laughs> like, the kid's not going to, the kid doesn't even know it's its birthday. He's freer than all of us. Why do I need to go to this <laughs> and buy a fucking present? <laughs> Woody's one of me now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last thing that we can't fail to mention, even though it's not really part of the film, I guess, um, no short film at the head of this. Indeed. Is this the first time ever that Pixar have not had a short at the front? I think it actually might be. Yeah. So, I was I, w- I was actually Devo. Because I, I, they've- always been top notch like sometimes the shorts have been even better than the films and so i was yep. i was sad uh, i think it's disney plus's fault so are you anti disney plus nah like but just the fact that they're taking over the world i feel the need to rebel against them that's why i'm all for disney plus though they own everything hopefully like if you can get one streaming platform with everything on it thank goodness <laughs> The hegemony is coming and it's called Disney and I do not embrace it. <laughs> At the moment, you've got to pay for like five different streaming services if you want to watch well, everything you no, want No, you watch. don't have to, do you? You can choose not to. And, what, and just miss out on watching things. Yeah, you can say, you know what, I can't consume everything in the world, <laughs> so I won't pay for it all. But not even everything in the world, mate. Like- Oh, deal with it. <laughs> You are just such a negative Nancy. (laughs) I'm the one that could go without. Oh, I guess. I mean, not without alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. All right. So, I reckon we're done. How are you scoring this? Um, Oh, fuck it. It can have an eight. An eight. Good man. It's really good. I'm also an eight. I thought this was exceptional. For me, I actually feel like this might be better than the third one. It's it's not as good as one and two. Yeah, I'm not as high on Toy Story 3 as a lot of people. Same. Like, by no means do I think it's bad, but I'm also like, well, you just made Toy Story 2. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all you did. And, like, that's fine. Yeah. If you're going to make something again, it might as well be Toy Story 2 because it's almost fucking perfect. Yeah. But that is all you did. I mean, and again, I don't think this is that far removed either. It follows the same formula of, you know, Toy Disappears- yeah. Toys go to save. I mean, it. the biggest thing I think I could be disappointed with Toy Story 4 is that 
you all, I mean, you all, but I mean, not that you all, but cut out Buzz, but this film really could function without Buzz. But then, of course, they've given us so much more with the development of the bow and yes. Woody dynamic and story that actually you don't miss it, really. Yeah, that's true. And and I guess the thing is, all the development between Woody and Buzz is done. Like, we're three movies into that now. Like, we've had the whole, like, they're friends, they're enemies, they're friends. Like, we just, we don't need more of that. As we know from Harry Potter films, that shit gets tiresome. <laughs> oh, fuck, does it ever? Oh. <laughs> if, if Buzz had stormed off into the woods <laughs> mid-film, you'd just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Again? Really? <laughs> and then Woody has this weird fantasy of, of him and Bo Peep making out. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, Buzz comes back and they're like, we were better off without you. <laughs> all right so yeah everyone it's pixar it's great go see it all right what are we gonna do next week buddy fucked if i know we're back to the mcu my friend is that already here yep spider-man home no what's this one called something about home not homecoming we're a long way from home oh far from home there you go It took us a while, but we got there. I think that shows the level of excitement we have for this film. Are you keen? Oh, my God. No. No. Look, I really loved Homecoming. For me, it's up there in in kind of the top five of the MCU. So, I have hopes for this one. But at the same time, I really just don't care. Yep. Anyway, maybe I'll be surprised and delighted. I mean, I do like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Me too. I think he's fantastic. Maybe you'll be lubricated. Yeah, I'll probably get half cut. <laughs> All right, that's next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, throw us a few dollars and, you know, get a couple of benefits, make us watch a movie, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. And in the meantime, that's all from us. Go watch a movie. Bye. (laughs) Billy says hi. I'm done now. I'm not doing any more back and forth. I'm done. (laughs) Um, Bye, Billy.